It's Rockin' Vino on KSRO, brought to you by American Ag Credit, money for agriculture. Good afternoon and welcome to Rock and Vino. My name is Michelle Marquis. Along with me is Coco, my co-host. Hey, Coco. Hello, Michelle. How are you? I am good. I'm excited to welcome our guest today from Mersenne Prime Artisan Wines. Mitch Rice is the winemaker there and uh, has a wonderful story that very much has to do with music and the way that it pairs together so well uh, with wine. Thank you so much for being here with us. Absolutely. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for having us. So, uh, first of all, tell us, Mersenne. Send prime artisan wines. I see the word prime in there, and I know that there is a backstory as to the name of this and where prime comes from. Uh, but but tell us a little bit about uh, your backstory and uh, how you came to become a winemaker. Absolutely. So the prime link is uh, just sort of looking at uh, prime vineyards made into high quality wines. That mm. was kind of the, the method I'd been using as a home winemaker for years. Started back in '97 with that. And then when Robin and I met, we decided to start uh, our winery and started looking at Prime as a name. And Marin Mersenne was a Renaissance monk who uh, was the first to describe harmony and string instruments. He was also the first to find a formula for Prime. And uh, he also was collecting letters from the thinkers of the time to Socrates uh, and others that he would then distribute throughout Europe so that things discoveries could get known throughout yeah. Europe and so it's sort of prime fruit harmony of flavors and a community of people that love those wines so uh. Mersenne became sort of our icon for bringing all those things together I love it uh, so you mentioned uh, Robin Robin Youngdahl she is the founder and president and also quite a bit more absolutely <laughs> yes 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 so uh, she would torture me by inviting me over to watch reality television, but I would bring <laughs> a bottle of wine, and without exaggerating, she fell in love with the wine and eventually uh, got a load around to falling in love with me. Oh, so, nice. Yes. <laughs> so sweet. So when we got engaged, we decided to uh, start the winery, and so it's both the winery and love story. It all goes together, for sure. Nice, nice. So you were making wine before you met Robin? Only as a home winemaker. Okay, yeah. as a home winemaker. Yeah, started in 97, and then from 2001... All the way to the present, I haven't missed a vintage. So, okay. yeah, and you know, a lot of those uh, sensibilities of working with small, high-quality uh, batches of fruit mm -hmm. go still through today to what we're doing. We haven't increased in scale, but we have increased in diversity, like more wines, but still tiny batches of them. Right, right, and that must, as a winemaker, give you quite a bit of control. It does. Yeah, it's. Uh, both control but also uh, provides uh, boundaries you know the large winery can use 12 different kinds of barrels and blend three different vineyards or right. segregate the shady side of the vine from the sunny side and we just have to be really careful about the fruit that we pick so that we know that one small group of grapes is going to produce the wine that we want right uh, you know what that reminds me of um as a like a an artist I do painting and and drawing and if you limit yourself to the number of colors you can use mm -hmm. like there's something about that like it really forces you to be creative and thoughtful in the the things that you're going to do and yeah. it actually can inspire I think more creativity sometimes because you can't just use every single color that's out there <laughs> right right absolutely I can see the parallels there for sure yeah that's nice <laughs> um, and so you had mentioned that um, 
for your releases, you're, you have your spring release coming up. Absolutely. And then you have your fall, but you source your grapes for the fall and the spring from different vineyards. Absolutely. Um, how do you find your, your partners with the vineyards, and how do you decide which... Um, to, you know which wines to make and feature during a specific time yeah absolutely so uh it was a little bit serendipity that we ended up sort of dividing our spring release to the wines that we produce from uh, sonoma county mm-hmm. and our fall release from napa valley just sort of wines were ready the, the napa valley wines need to age in barrels longer generally than mm. our sonoma valley wines and so it sort of just naturally turned into a spring and fall release. But we make wines both from Napa Valley, primarily in the Rutherford Appalachian. Occasionally mm. we'll do some other wines. Uh, when Amazing Fruit comes up, we're welcome to, you know, jump on that and make a wine from it. Um, and then in Sonoma County, it's almost uh, exclusively from the Russian River. And that includes our Cabernet, which is uh, it's a little bit less well-known for... A Russian River, and yet we found an amazing site hmm. that just produces incredible fruit. So we're happy hmm. to bring that in. That's exciting. I love so that. your transition from a home winemaker to mm-hmm. making wines here for Mersenne, uh, was there in between? Were you working for any other wineries, or did you just start with your own winery? No, we. I didn't work for any other wineries in a direct capacity. However, mm. for the last 30-some-odd years, I've been a commercial product photographer as well. Mm. And most of my clients in the last 20 years or so were wineries. Okay. And so that exposure to all the different winemakers, wineries, and uh, their help. Some mm-hmm. of the winemakers would let me know when fruit was available. Others would open up their labs to test things for me when I needed, or just an opinion, like this is good if you blend in a little of that. And so I sort of uh, got this wonderful education from people that were very generous with their time and willing to help me learn. Yeah, that's great. What was your learning curve like from going from a home winemaker to professional? Definitely had some home making, <laughs> wine making bad habits. I'll yeah. never forget oh. trying to. So in the home wine making world, the rhythm was get the fruit. Uh, I would make the wine. Someone would buy the barrel. Someone else would pay for the fruit. And then two years later, we'd all get together and bottle it. And it was like this big party and everyone had a great time bottling yeah. the wine. Well, that didn't really translate into the commercial wine. The very first wine that we bottled, we brought the equipment in, we got all our friends together to do it ourselves. It tied up the cellar for like two days, the <laughs> equipment would break, and it's just like, we'll never do this again. <laughs> so now we have a bottling line come in and bottle for us, uh, and okay. it's beautiful, and it's efficient. And so just those little steps of like learning how to do it as a a real business rather than as a group of friends getting together and making wine has been. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And you, um, so transitioning from a home, wike, home winemaker, I'm assuming at your home, and now you have a um, facility that you make your wine at, and you, you were telling us before that it's an alternating proprietorship as opposed to a custom crush facility? Yeah, and fundamentally that just means that I'm the winemaker for our wines in someone else's facility. Mm-hmm. And if you had grapes and you wanted someone to make it into wine, you could still bring it into this same facility, and Dylan Sheldon is the winemaker that would custom crush that for you and produce Oh. the wine. Oh, so, so they have the opportunity to do both kinds of things. Exactly. Oh, that's yeah. great. Lovely. Very cool. So the facility is open for uh, both types of... Uh, it, in our case, we had to get our O2 permit, which is our official winery permit, and that 
is in that facility. But a lot of growers don't have their own winery permits, so they can come in for custom crush and mm. have that done. Okay, that's great. And uh, where are you located? We are working with Inspiration Vineyards in the Pine Creek Business Park. So right on Coffee Lane, um, the area is kind of best known for the Death and Taxes Brewery, which oh, I'm drawing yep. a blank on their name, but Midnight Midnight Brewing. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And Carol Shelton. You owe me a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And then, of course, a, a bunch of different little wineries are in the facilities there yeah. as well. So it's a really neat community of uh, breweries, wineries. Uh, there's a church in there. There's the party jump place. It's just kind of a fun, festive yeah. environment for me. Oh, you could have a massive, fun little block party with a jumpy house oh, yeah. and the church, uh, you know, doing little church games and hang out and then wine and beer and fun. Oh, my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> the ultimate block party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We are talking uh, with Mitch Rice. He is the winemaker at Mersen. Uh, you can find them online at mersenwines.com. And um, let's talk a little bit about uh, coming to visit you. Obviously, things were sort of shut down uh, during all of pandemic times. Uh, do you open up for tastings at all? We do. We do tastings by appointment. Uh, generally, that has been something that uh, almost completely shut down and now it's coming back so it's nice to be able to see people face to face to share our wines yeah. and to get that out there yeah so you can uh, click on mercenwines.com there's mm -hmm. a link there for doing tastings and happily make appointments to get together in person it's so much more fun yeah and what is the tasting experience like i mean how many wines are you trying that sort of thing it generally is uh, our current release mm -hmm. that we're doing and then depending on what that person is interested in we can revisit more of the napa valley wines we can expand it into the sonoma valley wines um, just this last weekend we did a vertical of three years of pinot noir Ooh. so going through our 2018 there wasn't a 2020 and then now we're just ready to release our 21 and so there are wine club members that came in for a tasting they're always all about the pinot so we yeah. did a custom kind of vertical with them oh that's great to kind of show where things are headed and, and i've had your pinots before and your pinots are fantastic oh, i love you. i love a good pinot and you guys make a really fantastic one thank you yeah Absolutely. we really uh, try to aim for the russian river characteristic in terms of bold fruit but not losing the nuance and subtle tones that are so sort of magical with pinot yeah. Mm -hmm. And we are going to try a varietal that has been maligned for far too long. Yeah. Bring uh, <laughs> we're bringing it back. Uh, when we come back here, you're listening to Rock and Vino. It is brought to you by American Ag Credit. I'm Michelle. That is Coco. And that is Mitch. Mitch of Mersenne uh, Wines. And you can find them online at mersennewines.com. Mersenne is spelled M-E-R-S-E-N-N-E. -E, and then wines.com. We'll be right back. <laughs> It's Rockin' Vino on KSRO, brought to you by American Ag Credit, money for agriculture. And welcome back to Rockin' Vino. I am Michelle, that is Coco, and our guest today is from Mersenne Artisan Wines. You can find them online at mersennewines.com. Mersenne is spelled M-E-R-S-E-N-N-E. -E. And uh, let's... Let's pop open that cork because Let's do this. it's time for yeah, wine yeah. tasting during right. Rock and Vino. Uh, which of these wines are we going to try from Mersenne? We're going to try one from our fall release. It's our 2020 Merlot from Rutherford, and it's a single vineyard from Birmingham Vineyards. Yum. Let's open this. 
Where's the? Oh, there oh, it is. Oh, that was that was a good one. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was a really good pop. All right. I love Let's, it. Uh, All right, we're have bringing you our glasses bring over your glasses here. Over. <laughs> oh, that sounds good too. Thank you. All right, one more. Here we go. Thank you. You bet. All right. Mm. All right. So, tell us about uh, your relationship with this vineyard. So, uh, as in most of our vineyards, just trying to use word of mouth friends to let us know when amazing spots become available. Mm -hmm. And so, one of the growers we were working with on Galeron Road, which is kind of on the north side of the Rutherford uh, Appalachian, let us know that across the street from our Cabernet Vineyard was a small Merlot vineyard that only produces about uh, three tons every year. And we were able to get half of that for this vintage and produce some just outstanding Merlot. So hmm. little hidden gem right there. Really, really the lovely. I mean, this is such a beautiful one. I, I mean, I, I know Merlot gets a lot of hate, but I absolutely love Merlot. And I mean, this is such a fantastic wine. I get like such beautiful beautiful nose i mean i get some black pepper dark cherry dark cherry yes oh my gosh oh. i think one of the things that's happened with merlot is it's become a lot more sophisticated mm -hmm. since it had its uh, heyday as sort of an everyday wine it's come back as a much more complex and interesting wine Absolutely. and so if you're going to make merlot now you better make it right because <laughs> it's already got you know the uh the strike against it with people's attitudes. With so the sideways. It's, it's nice so crazy that that effect oh. is still impacting wines today. Yes. Yeah, Pinot and Merlot. I mean, yeah. positives for Pinot and then negative for Merlot. But I, I do know. I do find that like that effect is slowly tapering off. Absolutely. And Merlot's, you know, people are finding out like, oh, this is actually a really fantastic fruit. Yeah, Ooh, and when we do tastings and really we good. bring it out, there's a whole lot of just like, <laughs> wow, you know, like... People may not have asked for that Merlot, but right. they're there to tasting. Oh, like oh, let me try that since we're here. Yeah, and uh, it's always just so nice to see their face kind of light up and go, oh, you know. And it, you, if that happens enough, Merlot's yeah. gonna come back, and people yeah. are gonna get it. Yeah. Do you have any resistance from uh, tastings or or from wine club members who say, I really don't want Merlot? Not from the wine club members. They trust us. They know the wines that we're making are mm -hmm. great. Uh, but in a public tasting, there's often people that are very focused. Like right. they're there to taste <laughs> oh, sure. no, Napa that. Valley Merlot. Right. Or they're there to taste just cabs or, you know, that kind of thing. And so that's probably where we get our most uh, resistance initially would be a tasting mm. over in Napa Valley that we're doing. And someone is just so focused on big cabs mm -hmm. that they don't want to stray from that as they're doing a tasting. You mm. get them a little bit of Merlot in the glass and they're pleasantly surprised it's oh, really fun I yeah. love where do you do yeah. tastings over at Napa is it just you know generally associated with events there's okay. a taste in Napa Valley one of our big events that unfortunately hasn't come back after the pandemic uh, was uh, Yountville live and live in the vineyard yeah. series they still do live in the vineyard go country they're doing that this year but they haven't brought back the Yountville live which was one of our best events so mm, okay um, and that was another food, music, wine yeah. event. That Hopefully was they bring just, it back. I really hope they do. It's an amazing event and great people. So yeah. Now, speaking of uh, music and yes. wine, um, so this is a really fantastic wine. I mean, like, Michelle and I are looking at each other like, yeah. this is so good. Yeah. Um, but, like, what... <laughs> we uh, don't mess around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what um, either song or artist or um, would you say represents this wine? Wow, that's a great question. I would have to go with 
like a Wynton Marsalis uh, kind of thing. Something that has depth and and sophistication, but is just so enjoyable to listen to. Mm-hmm. So that's probably where I would go with this. Nice. And a spark of creativity there as well. Like there's, there's so much. Wynton <laughs> is willing to do crazy, you know, like fun hip hop things and then come back to the jazz or mix them together. Like, I think that this is a surprising wine. Like, as you said, like people have a certain expectation about Merlot and this is so lovely. And as you said, complex, it's got different layers to it. It's very, very nice. Thank you. Yeah. So glad you guys are enjoying Mm -hmm. it. Oh, it's so good. I love it. And with, uh, you know, with the wine and music, you guys, you know, with your wine club parties, um, often will bring in some really fantastic artists to, um, to play music for your guests. Um, tell us a little bit about what you have coming up and uh, who's going to be performing at that, at that event. Absolutely. Yeah, our spring release is coming up on April 15th, and we're excited to pre- present Razi. Uh, R-O-Z-Z-I. She is an amazing soul musician mm-hmm. um, who just has incredible depth in her voice and someone that we actually wanted to have on uh, during the pandemic and uh, forces came together that made that impossible. So we're excited to get a second chance to, to have her come and play for us. So that's coming up again uh, for members only. Mm. Small, intimate concert, generally uh, the ones during the pandemic and as the pandemic has been waning a little bit only maybe 20 to 30 people oh wow in an intimate concert with the artist so you get to talk to them and kind of hear the music right up close it's pretty cool oh that's so much fun i love those little concerts Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know if i can go to any big you know huge (laughs) concerts anymore it's so i it's i don't like crowds and you know (laughs) you have to drive so far to get to these big things Mm -hmm. venues so for me this kind of smaller experience is ideal how fun so how do you find the artists for your different uh releases we started with uh the rock boat which Mm. and a friend who had been on the rock boat and they got scars on 45 to come play for us and we didn't really have a grand plan to always have concerts. And then when Scars on 45, I think they've done, including a little pop-up, pop-up concert we just had this last year, I think they've done four concerts for us oh, o- nice. over the, the last 10 years. Uh-huh. And it was just such a fun experience that then we brought on other rock boat artists uh, to come. The Talbot brothers have been through there, Andrew Leahy, Scott Mulvihill. These are all artists that were somehow associated with that rock boat world. And mm. then as we've been, become known for being someone that you can trust to have a concert, <laughs> um, we have gotten some large name ar- artists, uh, Forrest Black, uh, Andrew McMahon. He was actually on the rock boat as well. Uh, and so just kind of building upon our reputation as a good place to play and bringing in artists uh, during the covid time we had to do some just uh, live stream only mm-hmm. uh, and so that just uh, has been a wonderful thing to be able to offer wine club members for just thanking for their loyalty and and giving them unique experiences and a unique wines so 
Yeah, and this I've looked up Rosie a bit here. Um, she's got an amazing uh, background in terms of people that she's worked on, were worked with, and places that she's uh, shown up. Like she was on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yep. Uh, she was a guest star in the Hulu series Dollface, which is amazing. Yeah, pretty cool as herself, which is always kind of cool. You yeah, get to be so yourself. Cool. Yeah, reminds me of like Buffy the Vampire Vampire Slayer, right? You know, they would always have oh, yeah. like already really cool bands uh-huh. that would be playing. I do remember. Up. Yeah, I, I love. She's that from show. San Francisco too, local girl. Oh. Oh, I like yes. that. Okay. And she's worked with Duran Duran. Come on. I, I know, right? I want to hear so the story. So amazing. <laughs> so maybe uh, at the concert, you'll be able to find out the story behind the Duran Duran connection. Yeah, that's actually one of the things we really like about the concerts that we have is that they do become sort of a singer-songwriter. Like the stories in between the songs yeah. are almost as fun as the songs themselves. It's always amazing to hear an artist do something live like that and really just so stripped down we don't do a giant production yeah. oh good so it's more of a stripped down acoustic set for, yeah I love that just, yeah oh, I love oh, that so much that's, that's so amazing cool. and uh, so just uh, there have been stories about inspirations for songs and stories about relationships that led to songs and, you know like <laughs> right. that kind yeah. of context that you get from that environment is so neat and you're enjoying a glass of wine Yes, While you're yes. Listening. All oh, the wine. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. And so this is for the wine club members uh, only. Tell us what your wine club is like. How, what, what is the commitment there? Yeah, we keep it super simple. Mm-hmm. We only do two releases a year. Okay. Those are generally when it's safe to ship wine in the spring and in the fall. So April and October normally. And you have your selection from as little as three bottles twice a year to mm-hmm. as much as 12 bottles twice a year. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's three different levels. Uh, the way the software is set up for the wine club, it's completely flexible. If there's a wine you love and you want to get all three of those for your shipment, great. More power oh, to great. you. If okay, you want cool. us to select and just leave it hands off to with whatever you know is in that particular release, like I said, we sort of do uh, a Sonoma and a Napa release right. uh, informally. And so I will present a selection. If that's what you like, you're all set. If you want to go in and change it to your favorite, mm-hmm. That's wonderful, too. Yeah, mm. so it's just really flexible and whatever works best for the wine lover that uh, is interested. Very cool. And so then that does include your invite uh, to come to the the release party Absolutely. and hear the concerts. Yeah. Oh, this is so great. All and right, we so- may open up to the public as COVID continues sure. to wane. But right now we're really enjoying the intimate concerts and the additional safety that only having a few people around brings. Yeah, right. How many people do you, do you say... It's generally been increasing as COVID has uh, relaxed, but it's no more than like 30 or 40 people at the Oh, really nice. All right. That's fantastic. Well, unfortunately, we are running out of time for the on-air portion of Rock and Vino, but if you head to rockandvino.com, we will continue our conversation. So uh, in this next week, you will see another portion of uh, our conversation with Mitch Rice, winemaker at Mersen. You can find out more details at mersenwines.com, Mersen is M-E-R-S-E-N-N-E, MercedesWines.com. Thank you so much for coming in. This is really fun. Thank you. Robin and I are just so excited to be invited and to be a part of this. Uh, it really has been fun to taste a little wine with you, talk a little music. That's fantastic. Thank Love you. Love it. Thank We're you. We're going to keep it going here. This is Rockin' Vino. Uh-huh. 
And welcome back to Rockin' Vino with our very special guest, Mitch Rice. He is the winemaker for Mersenne Prime Artisan Wines. You can find out more information at mersennewines.com. Mersenne is spelled M-E-R-S-E-N-N-E. It's French. It's a very French name. The wine no one can spell or pronounce. <laughs> we were very careful on selecting right. the name. Uh, and just as a reminder, I know we mentioned this at the beginning of our show on KSRO, uh, where the name of that came from and the inspiration that, that uh, it, it brings to your wines. Excellent. Yeah, well, we knew we wanted to make, uh, in essence, prime wines, things that were exciting and on the top tier of you know winemaking rather than uh, a larger project. This was going to be small and intimate. And so in looking for that name, I came across the Mersenne Prime, which is... Uh, a formula introduced by a Renaissance monk way back in the 1600s that defined how to find prime numbers. And mm-hmm. it's actually still used today. There are Mersenne primes being found by supercomputers uh, wow. still to this what? day. <laughs> Things that he couldn't have known would exist in the future right? are but now his using his formula. Oh, to, so cool. yeah. That is fascinating. And, uh, <laughs> and so that led me down the sort of Mersenne rabbit hole. Okay. And the more I learned about him, he was also the first to describe harmony in string arts instruments. And so harmony is very important to us in our wines. Yeah. And then digging a little deeper, he was also what became the great-great-grandfather of the scientific community. Before there was ever a New England Journal of Medicine or whatever, <laughs> he was gathering letters from the thinkers and scientists of the time. They would write to him, he would bind them into journals and publish them throughout Europe. So wow. it was a precursor to what we now know as the scientific community. So right. it's a prime fruit, harmony of flavors, and a community of wine lovers to enjoy it. So that's mm. where Mersenne just tied in all the aspects that we were really looking for. That is so cool. And I love that he uh, was a contemporary of Galileo, right? To Socrates, Galileo, yep. Oh my he goodness. Was an amazing time, literally, Renaissance man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen Galileo's finger. Uh, what? How did he lose it? Yeah, yeah right? I know, I know. They keep it in a museum, like a relic kind of thing. And in, in is Italy. it, how does it look? Oh, it's, like, all, is it's it... like a bone kind of a thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's gross. Kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've never seen Galileo's anything. But that's fascinating, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. I thought I'd add that to the that's conversation. Nice. <laughs> That that would be good for like uh like Halloween like a Halloween episode. Oh, like, you could be Galileo's you know? finger. Yeah, you could just be. <laughs> just, yeah, just like wear all just black and, and then have just like, like have a little cloche with finger. a finger in it there, and you just yeah. hang it around. Although, if anyone's <laughs> listening and they're looking for a rock band name, I've got to say Galileo's, Galileo's finger. finger. You know what? That's pretty good. It's that got actually, some possibilities. It really does. <laughs> it really does. I love that. Um, so we uh, talked in the first uh, segments about your um, wonderful opportunity for wine club members to come and enjoy a concert when they come for the release party. Yeah. Such a great idea. Um, and so how do you find, we, we talked a little bit about the rock boat, yeah. uh, but this artist in particular that's coming up on the 15th, Rosie, where did you find her? You know, that's a really good question. Um, it was during COVID times, and honestly, it was probably on a satellite radio uh, we do listen to satellite radio and occasionally we'll see an artist and we're like oh my god who is that mm. and we'll look it up and in a few cases we've been fortunate enough to then get that person to come Love play that. for us yeah what station on satellite do you t- tend to listen to uh the uh what is it the pulse the pulse the okay 15 or something uh-huh. like that yeah yeah awesome robin's really the satellite radio girl so uh-huh. she's like have you heard this person i'm like no <laughs> let me check it out 
Yeah, that's so fun for discovering really new, new yeah, bands. Yeah, Forrest Black cool. in particular was one of those artists that I know she was like, whoever this is, get them. And oh, like, I love that. Okay. Yeah. And isn't it cool Like when that works out? You're like, this is such a long shot, but oh, we're, we just were. Gonna, just, we're just going to try it and, and it happens and we then were magic. Blown away. Yeah, and the people that we use to make contacts with artists were like, but I've got this other artist and they're going to have this number one hit and you really want to have them. And Robin's like, I love Forrest Black. We gotta have him. Yeah. And serendipity, we'd have it that between the time we booked him and the time he played, he had a song come out, totally shot to number one on the charts, and oh, wow. stayed there. And it's like that's amazing. Like who, who could ever predict something like that? It was <laughs> such a fun show. You had a lot of luck as well uh, with the band um, Scars on Scars on Forty Five. Yeah, mm-hmm. amazing group. Just such wonderful people. Uh, from England and they're like a British pop band yeah 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 okay British pop band and just a wonderful catalog of songs from the last 20 years Hmm. just such a great show and great people and so they joined you did they join you for your very first wine club? I think they club? were our first concert. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. And then you ended up making a wine with them? Is that right? We did, yeah. So we had done uh, two shows together, I think, by that point. And after one of the shows, they were actually staying at our house. And we had a conversation over wine. And they're like, we really want to make a wine someday. That would mm. be so fun. And I'm like, you know what? I got you. Let's do this. <laughs> and so I... Uh, presented them with some options and we ended up making an Alexander Valley Cabernet. Wow. Yeah. And so we named it SO45, standing on scars on 45 mm-hmm. and put the kind of the label is a 45 record. Oh, nice. With the classic yellow insert to make it fit on your spindle. <laughs> so <laughs> right. cool. Right. And on the back has a picture of the band and a little bit of the story about working together. And that was a really fun experience to yeah. uh, kind of collaborate with a music artist for making wine. And this was years ago. It's not available now. Yes. The wine that we eventually released was a 2015 Alexander Valley Cap. Oh, good year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, great wine. Delightful. <laughs> and uh, where did that end up? Was it for your wine club members only, or how did people It was originally enjoy it? introduced for the wine club members, and then uh, right kind of before the pandemic, it was picked up by Starks mm-hmm. at their restaurant, and it became their... Uh, one of the cabernets by the glass that they served nice and so yeah that was really fun to go there have a glass of our wine a nice meal it was an incredible experience so yeah very fun is that something that you pursue you are a small winery do you uh, look for restaurants to carry your wines or or how do you distribute them yeah almost exclusively direct to consumer through the wine club Mm -hmm. Uh, our members really are the lifeblood of everything and then we have had some opportunities uh both at Monty's and Starks and uh, smaller restaurants, some uh, Boone Eat Drink oh, out yeah. in Guernville oh, mm-hmm. has yummy. carried yep. our wine. Yeah, wonderful. So if we find a collaboration that works, we're absolutely open to it. But it's something that's secondary to trying to get the wines to our members. Right, right. Yeah. Do you have a lot of room to grow? How is your wine club? <laughs> we do have room to grow in the wine club, and yet we're not really focused on making more wine. We generally make small lots that are about no more than 100 cases, sometimes just as few as 13 cases of wow. a given wine. Oh, wow. Okay. Depending on the opportunities, if we get a little bit of grapefruit, we're going to go for it. And yeah. all that wine might just go to wine club members. And Oh, wow. Okay. Fun. We did a sparkling wine almost exclusively to wine club members. Mm-hmm. We did a Fumé Blanc rather than a Sauvignon Blanc. Again, super small quantity and... Uh, so if it's a tiny production thing, it might only get released to 
just wine club members. Okay. Can you purchase wines if you're not a wine club member? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. The big advantage in addition to access to library wines for a wine club member is, of course, you get discounts anywhere from oh, yes. 15 to 25%. And anyone is welcome to purchase. In fact, you know, give it a try. And yeah. if you love it, then you can decide if you want to become a member. But absolutely, we have a current release section that's always available to everyone to purchase online. All right. Excellent. Um, let's talk a little bit more about music because music is very fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A standard question that we like to ask is, is there or what album changed your life? Wow. That is a good question. <laughs> um, it was probably the Talking Heads Stop Making Sense. Wow. That just really, it was the first time that I remember seeing an album build from something super stripped down to something big, produced, pop, and almost every one of those songs really spoke to me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's so many songs on there that have become classics and yet at the time they were all in one thing it was also the beginning of i'm old it was the beginning of mtv yeah and I love MTV. it was where visuals oh. started to oh, really yeah. intersect with music mm -hmm. and the stop making sense movie where you got to see it evolve right. from one man on the stage just in a big funky suit right. to uh the whole band that was just really uh a paradigm shift for me and, and like what music could be and what performance could be and all yeah. that kind of stuff and and it was right in my wheelhouse as far as the music I loved so that was really neat right on I love yeah, it yeah it's, it's you know it's really I, I mean I, I mean I grew up on MTV as well and I loved music videos love 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 watching music videos I'd get ready to them I would you know I mean throughout whenever I could watch a music video it was on and it's kind of like a shame that you, you kind of can't do that anymore. You have to, I've downloaded literally like streaming services on my phone, like different apps so that I could get access to like old school MTV that just play music oh, wow. videos, you know? Back when it used to be music videos? Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, and it, I think a lot of bands, newer bands, um, they still do make music videos, which are really wonderful, but it's so much harder to find. Um, yeah, kind YouTube, of, a shame. of course, is the... YouTube, the yep. new repository for all things <laughs> right. music yes. video, and yeah. even there, it's really when you're searching, you never know if you're going to get just a lyric video with a right. picture in the back, or right. you're going to get something highly produced, or you just don't know what you're going to get. The bonus, the improvement, if you want to call it that, I think is that it is now open to so many more people. MTV oh, yeah. was a corporate structured world mm -hmm. and it was amazing and it was just revolutionary in its time and yet now you can find the smallest artist and they can become known in a way that you know they never would have found their way onto MTV. Right, there's Absolutely. not that gatekeeping any longer right. from yes. corporations. You, right. you wouldn't do it That's yourself. Cool. Yeah, it's nice yeah. and it's Bless. really great to like see the creativity in some music videos, you know, from independent artists. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's really great. Yeah, yeah, so fun. And as you said before, you know, limiting the your tools. If you have only a certain budget, if you have only certain things that you can do, you don't have huge, you know, budget to make a massive. Yeah, there's no CGI going right, on. Right, 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 yeah. right. And but then you can come up with some really creative things and put together cool stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah interesting videos these days. Yeah, I think in a way, uh, Billie Eilish is someone that kind of illustrates what you can do when you have incredible talent and resources and luck and <laughs> she just 
was uh, she and her brother created on their own just an empire. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I don't want to say she didn't have support, whatever, like, but the two of them were the backbone of building uh, just an absolutely beautiful library mm-hmm. of songs and you know it just seemed like from what I've uh, read and seen people that really understood their craft and really wanted to build something for themselves and just obviously knocked it out of the park absolutely yeah. so fun alright another music question uh, how about if you're stranded on a desert island <laughs> um, which three albums would you take with you and which wine would you take with you hmm, interesting <laughs> desert island so Honestly, Pinot Noir these days has got to be the go-to wine. I'll start with the easy one. Um, it just works with so many things and has so much complexity. Uh, it would work to me on my desert island. If you put me on an island that's maybe a little cooler, I might have <laughs> chosen it. No, but if I'm in the desert, give me the Pinot. Um, three albums, Stop Making Sense, has got to be on there. Um Maybe a Joe Jackson. Oh, nice. Um, something early Joe Jackson, just because it's upbeat, and uh, that would be something good. And then what can I maybe give myself as a little respite from the uh, the rest of it? Maybe uh, something like a John Williams score. Okay. Or uh, maybe even Mozart. Like, Give me something. Give me the requiem when I'm stuck there on the island and I just gotta go. Oh, just <laughs> contemplate life. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, Mozart is it. the kind of music that can give me goosebumps, bring me to tears. Like that level of, I don't know, inspiration, or you just can feel the genius even all these, you know, many many years later. Mm-hmm. Um, that just kind of, kind of gives you something that pop music is absolutely wonderful but it's just a different beast so if yeah. i got three uh, three island choices i want something that's yeah. out of out of the pop genre give me something i else. like that yeah. all right uh well thanks so much for hanging out with us i am michelle that is coco yes i am coco and uh don't forget you can find us on and future so this episode as well as uh, other episodes and actually we had you on earlier yeah i think in 2019 one of the og one of the ogs exactly um (laughs) so you can find uh today's episode and other episodes on our website at rockinvino.com that's r-o-c-k-n-v-i-n-o or on any of your favorite uh streaming platforms such as spotify apple music you know whatever whatever tickles your fancy and um we also do have a patreon account yes we just started that we just started it so we're going to be adding some really fun behind the scenes features exclusive content mm-hmm. photos um wine, our wine and our music wine pa- and music pairings, pairings yep. you know more fun maybe doing a happy hour oh my gosh you know just like so many fun things and um so yeah check it out if you want to support please do and that you can find us at uh rock and vino podcast if you're on patreon okay yeah. very good exciting thanks so much for listening this is rock and vino thanks for listening to rock and vino Check out more great content online at rockinvino.com.